Hi everyone, hope you're doing okay. My name is Dan and welcome to the Lush household where life is pretty hectic. I'm not sure what all this talk of free time is about to be honest, but there we go. Many thanks to Team Dumberville for their excellent video that we've just watched. You know, it's great and it's been great over the last few weeks to see different faces. So I want to encourage you, we would love to hear from you. Maybe you have a testimony you want to share, or maybe as a family you want to do something fun, some kind of check-in video or something that makes us laugh, um, just to say hi and bring some fun and encouragement. You know, we'd love to see that. Um, so I want to uh, encourage you to get in touch and get in contact with me either via my email or you can email the office and we will work out the logistics of how to get files to me, that's, that sort of thing. Um, but we would love to hear from you and to see more faces on here. You know, we want to say as a family and I want to say that we miss you guys. We miss gathering together with you every week. This is great, but it's not the same, is it, as being together. But you know, Sarah was encouraging us in her video the other day uh, that we posted on Friday. We will be back together. And in the meantime, we look to God for what he wants to say to us and do through us and do in us during this season. God is very much still active in our lives and the lives of those around us. Some of you will hopefully have seen the video I posted last week where I talked about us as a church being a city on a hill. Now, this is based on a scripture from Matthew 5, and I want to read that to you now. Matthew 5, verse 14 onwards. This is from the English Standard Version. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand. And it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Since I posted that video last week, I've spent some more time thinking about what that really means. What does it actually mean to be a city on a hill? You know, does it mean that we're bigger, we're louder, we're stronger than everyone else so that we can't go unnoticed by those around? How do we even begin to quantify those things? Is it about the number of people that come through our doors on a Sunday morning? Or is it about the number of people signed up to the mailing list? Or dare I say, it, is it even about the number of people who watch our live stream? Well, no. <laughs> It's the honest answer. Because the last of those verses that we read says this. So that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. I don't know if you've ever stood on Castle Hill on an evening and looked out over the lights of Huddersfield. Or if you've driven over the M62 at night and seen into the Calder Valley and Halifax and beyond. Have you ever taken a moment to think about what those lights represent? Sure, a few of them are for show, aren't they? Some of those lights there are to make things look pretty. But most of the lights you see are the lights of life happening. 
whether it be streetlights, whether it be workplaces, whether it be homes, most of those lights represent the fact that there is stuff going on in that place. That's how we become a city on a hill. Our light shines as we do what the Father calls us to. It is not and has never been about how great we can make ourselves. It has always been about following Jesus in the example of following the Father. Jesus says this in John John 5, excuse me, he says, I tell you, the son can do nothing by himself. He can do only what he sees his father doing. Because whatever the father does, the son also does. It's John 5, 19. Now, please hear me right. God calls every believer and every church family to do this in a different way. And for some, that is about being the biggest and the loudest. But that's not, that's not for all of us. But whatever God has called us to do, no matter how big or seemingly small, we do it so that people can see him. And we have to go about it with grace and humility. As the prophet Micah writes in Micah 6, he says, He has shown you, O mortal, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you? To act justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God. Micah 6, verse 8, that was from the NIV. That's how we're called to carry out every single thing that God calls us to do, acting justly and in mercy and with humility. You know, this is a season where we can't help but but be humbled by what's gone on around us, isn't it? Many of the things that we have put our trust in have either gone or have been completely changed. And the way things are done has and is going to change. But our God is constant and reigns above all. He is good all the time in the moments of the haves and in the moments of the have-nots. This is a time when we can truly show people how good he is. But we do it with humility. We do it knowing we don't have all the answers, but knowing that Jesus himself is the answer. So how do we, how do we live humbly? Is the, I guess is the question, isn't it? Well, here's a couple of thoughts. They're not exhaustive, but here's a couple of thoughts. In Acts 16, verse 6, we read this story. Paul and his companions travelled throughout the region of Phrygia and Galatia, having been kept by the Holy Spirit from preaching the word in the province of Asia. When they came to the border of Mysia, they tried to enter Bithynia, but the Spirit of Jesus would not allow them to. So they passed by Mysia and went down to Troas. During the night, Paul had a vision of a man of Macedonia standing and begging him, come over to Macedonia and help us. After Paul had seen the vision, we got ready at once to leave for Macedonia, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel there. You know, Paul had plans. If there was ever a man who it can be said that he was all out for spreading the gospel, it is Paul, isn't it? And here he is in Turkey with a plan to take the gospel further into Asia. But God changes that. And Paul responds in humility. He lays down his own thoughts. 
He lays down his own aims and he goes where God tells him. Our first point is to hold things lightly. Paul holds his plans lightly. Time and time again, we read how God moved Paul to go somewhere else. And each time Paul does it and each time God moves. You know, over the past couple of years, God has been really impressing on me the concept of holding things lightly, whether it be my hopes, my aspirations, my opinions, my callings. God has been challenging me to, on the one hand, put my heart and soul into what I'm doing and where I am at that moment. While on the other hand, live with the knowledge that things can and probably will change. And that's that's a tension that I have struggled with. I like, I'm a planner. I like to plan. But in this season, more than ever, we need to be holding our plans lightly. Asking God what he's calling us to and trusting that as we respond, he will use us. Just over a year ago, God started talking to me about my calling. I've long believed, as, as many of you know, that God has called me to be a facilitator in people meeting with him. And I have believed this would largely happen through my job as a sound engineer. And, and it has. I have been a part of those things and I've seen things happen in my job. It's amazing. But through several conversations I had and times with God last, during last year, I, I sensed things were changing. And in September last year, God clearly told me to allow him to expand my vision. And as he did so, I started to understand that it was more than just standing behind a sound desk. And I realised that God was leading me into new places. Fast forward seven months and I've been thrown into the deep end of a new job, working for the church and helping people to connect to each other and to him in a very different way. Now, to be clear, I'm not saying that no one else would, could or would have done the stuff I've done in the past five weeks. God is faithful and he would have provided someone. But I do believe that he has put me in my role for this moment. And had I held firm to what I believed my whole calling to be and, and held it in that way, then I wouldn't be doing this. I wouldn't be doing this job. And at the very least, we as an immediate family would be in a very different situation. In this season at the moment, mixing live sound is completely off the table. But God is so good. So the question is, how does God want to expand your vision? What does God want you to see that you haven't seen because you have been so focused on that thing he called you to? You know, God doesn't expand or change our plans to keep us happy. He does it to extend his kingdom. When we work to our own focused ideas, we can end up building ourselves up. But by holding these things lightly, we allow God to shape what happens and the kingdom of God is put on display. Paul eventually finds himself in Philippi. There he meets Lydia, who hears the good news and turns to Christ. 
Lydia is widely believed to be the first Christian convert in Europe. So here's the second point. Who is your Lydia? Who is God leading you to? Who does God want you to invest your time in? Your Lydia might be a person or it might be a thing, maybe a project, maybe a passion, maybe a job. But I guarantee that if you allow yourself to be led by God, then our God, who is bigger than we can ever imagine, will use what he's called you to in greater ways than you can imagine. You know, the gospel gets into Europe through Paul, doesn't it? It gets into Europe by Paul travelling and and going to Europe. But it's extended in Europe by people like Lydia, who have passed it on, who have heard what Paul have said and have passed it on. That person you speak to today, that person God asks you to speak to, the person he asks you to serve, they could be a major catalyst for the expansion of the gospel in the place where you are. Just think about that. Because God's plans always go beyond us. And that, that's why comparisons are foolish. Because what God wants to use each and every member of his church across the globe in the extension of his kingdom. For some at the moment, it's being on the front line in the NHS. For others, it's being on the end of the phone when someone needs to talk. For some people, it's being the person who goes out and does the shopping for a neighbour or a vulnerable person. And for others, it's providing the financial support for that to happen. Humility means not comparing or criticising. We all get to play our part in seeing his kingdom extended. The gates are open. God is on the move. Let's be a people who partner with him in humility so that his light is seen all over our land. A city on a hill that cannot be hidden. Let's just pray. Father, I thank you for your goodness and I thank you for your kingdom, a kingdom that is never ending, a kingdom that goes far beyond what we can possibly imagine. And Lord God, in this season, teach us to be humble. Teach us to serve each other with humility and teach us to serve and to go into all the world with humility, that you might be on display, Jesus. Amen. I pray you have a great week and uh, we, we look forward to seeing you soon, guys. Love you lots. Thanks for joining us this morning. Bye. Bye.